Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And, Kevin, the Red White Showcase is behind. Now you have a little bit of a gap between the next exhibition game. What do you believe Arkansas is going to be working on in that interim period? Randy, I think Mosman, and I wrote about this, I put an article out this morning, kind of three priority areas I saw kind of based on what I saw in the 45-minute limited practice where media got to see that. And then a week later, we got the red-white game. So based on just observations, like the things that Mossman kind of talked about, I think the biggest thing they're working on is getting better at defense right now. Um, you know, he, he was putting out some offensive numbers charts today. Uh, in the story I wrote, I put out that the teams combined for over 60% shooting from the field. Um, you know, you had 50% from three. Now, the offenses did have 20 turnovers, but one thing I've noticed in the clips they were putting out over the, you know, after the June and July, when they, the little five on five they did, they put some of those highlights out for each individual player. And I noticed how easy it was for guys to get down the middle of the court and get all the way to the basket. And I think, you know, Musk talks about they don't, they're a no middle team where they want to funnel drives, you know, to each side of the court, cut the court in half or, you know, cut off two thirds of it if they can. Uh, because when you get in the middle of the floor, everything opens up on the wings. Guys cutting back door to the basket. It's just you, you're, their their scheme is to try to prevent that. And so I think they've got some guys with some lateral movement issues. He talked about that actually three years ago, the first Elite Eight team that he talked about early on. And that we know that team started two and four in league play, but he talked about for a while that he had collectively they had some lateral movement issues and they they've schemed around it and figured out a way to make it work. And I think that's probably what they're working on now is getting better on defense. It's one red-white game, uh, but you typically try to – usually they're lower scoring since Musselman has been here. 88 to 70, so a lot of points, uh, high field goal percentages for both teams. Certainly you like to see the three-point shooting in the transition offense, but the, the transition defense, the secondary fast-break defense, and even the half-court de- defense had some issues. And, um, you know, outside of Devo Davis, I mean, even Tremont Mark, who comes in with a – you know, a, a big reputation defensively. I think he's still learning the expectations at Arkansas and how they play here, uh, how the Hogs do it under Mossman, because I noticed even he having some lapses. Again, it's a scrimmage, but I think that's what they're working on is trying to get better defensively. Now, he talked about how everybody, they're further ahead in installing offense and defense than they've ever been at this juncture because of the experience and the veteran guys they've had, and they've been grasping the concepts and been able to install more relative to previous seasons, uh, but understanding it, grasping it, and then going out and executing, I think that's the next thing is guys kind of gelling, playing together. The other thing about exhibition play, Randy, you're going to see the rotations probably, at least for in the against Division Two, depending upon how that game goes. We know Arkansas struggled to win against a D2 team out of Oklahoma a couple of years ago and had to gut it out at the end, but you might see a lot of guys play again uh, if Arkansas is having its way, but you'll also probably see, at least in the beginning stages, 
maybe more of what a rotation looks like. The other thing that impairs all of it are guys like Trevor and Brazil being out and who knows how much longer with Cliff Battle as well. And I project both of those guys. Brazil's a day one starter, obviously. Maybe Battle too, but definitely both are top six, seven rotation guys if fully healthy. Let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, Randy. Let me give you a score update between uh, Minnesota and Houston. Uh, it's going into the eighth inning, and Houston is up six to one. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask Trey about a, a Marion Harris. Because if I remember just right, when he played at uh, Joe T. Robinson, wasn't he like a four-star? Yes, he was. And let's see, one of the schools that was trying to get him uh, was Alabama, correct? That is correct. And, you know, that's what I don't understand. You know, we get these kids from in-state that are, are, are real good. And, of course, he can play on both sides of the ball. Well, the other side of the ball doesn't need near as much help as the offensive line does. But put him on the offensive line and see what what happens. I mean, good things might would happen if, uh, you know, he's in there. I thought he played well against Kansas in the uh, the bowl game. And he and Crawford both. Now, Crawford has had some medical issues, which has set him back. But Marion had that little neat stinger if you will back in the spring in the spring game but i've been told he's back to a complete 100 percent and they did have him with um manual being out they did have him working at left tackle behind chambly so maybe just maybe you know it's it, at this point it's not shuffling people around on the current existing offensive line i said this saturday i'll say it again today Give him Marion Harris an opportunity. Exactly. If give those, if Crawford give those kids is healthy, give that, him an opportunity. You know, because I don't like this, you know, Trey saying, oh, he's not ready. Well, I don't buy that excuse. Well, no, I, there, there's something there. to be said about experience, but I don't understand why at this, at this point can it be any worse. Give him an opportunity. You know, you know, and what I'm afraid is you got a kid like that, and he's going to transfer out to somewhere where he will start. Well, the guy, if I were going to target as somebody who at the end of this season is saying thanks but no thanks is Ty Washington. For that guy to have labored I know. and spent all that time, and then all of a sudden you have this, quote, open tryout last week, and even saying that he didn't start the game, Sherman started the game, but regardless, he got his opportunity, and he, he took advantage of it. Why did it take this I long? Mean, Why did it take this long? It may, it may, something's going on there on that staff. It, it, it's just not making sense. You know, like I said, I'm wondering if Dan Enos really wants to be there because well, until you talk, guess, until you talk with him, you don't know. Uh, that's not a fair statement. I mean, you have to know well, the mean, man. That's just that's just my opinion. I mean, I know that's not a fair statement. That's just my my opinion. I mean, well, he's up in a box anyway, that you can't see anything. 
you rarely see him. I mean, maybe if you go to practice Monday and Tuesday, the media could get a look at Dan Enos. I don't know what Dan Enos is thinking or feeling. Uh, certainly, it hadn't lived up to, I think, anyone's expectations of what this year was supposed you to know, be. I say Dan Enos needs to go down on the field like like he uh, used to when uh, he I was th- there before. Wouldn't hurt getting the quarterback's grill. Anyway, that's all I got, Randy. Can you imagine, Kevin? We're still talking football. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm only kidding. You know, we're we're talking about four straight losses. I mean, I'm only kidding. On everybody's mind. I'm only kidding. I mean, I, I'm looking at, at uh, between the live and feedback of the bus text line and everything is obviously about football. So um, I apologize to you that right now we're in that uh, in that mindset. So, no. But I do believe I was asked earlier had I more or less given up on football and was turning my attention to basketball. I said, no, it's too early for that. And uh, plus, I've got responsibilities, not only to this show, but to the post-game show. First security, yeah. fifth quarter post-game show. So, yes, I'm going to continue to uh, focus a lot on football. But that doesn't mean we can't start talking basketball. Right. I mean, it's, you know, we've, we've got these exhibition games, and then we're less than a month away, Randy, from, from the start of the official, the regular season. November 6th, Arkansas hosts Alcorn State. The first of four home games where the games will be, if you want to watch them, you, you got to have the SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus. Um, and, and then after that, most of the games the rest of the way will be on either one of the ESPN Family Networks. There's a CBS game against Kentucky at Rupp Arena in early March. And then you've also got the North Rock game at Simmons Arena, Simmons Bank Arena. Guess what? That's going to be live streamed for the first time in a while that you can get any kind of, uh, you know, television or live stream on in it from a from the one Razorback game that's played there a year each year that that's that hasn't happened in a while so at least that'll be available I believe it's SEC Network plus you know in that case as well so um you know basketball season's relevant tomorrow a couple of players uh here locally uh class of 2026 Jacob Lanier 6'6 guard at Maumelle uh, national top 30 player that Arkansas has offered a scholarship to and recently took an unofficial visit, as well as class of 2025 Terry on Burgess, 6'9 combo forward in Benton, uh, also has an Arkansas offer, also recently took an unofficial visit to, to Arkansas. Both of those young men will be traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow for uh, the end of week. Wooten, uh, Coach Wooten's top 100 camp. This is not only an elite camp of the best players in the country, uh, spanning a few various cla- classifications, but it's also a McDonald's All-American game platform. So you're going to have a lot of the folks that get a vote in se- selecting the McDonald's All-American teams. They'll be on hand to scout these players and to see them. So it's a big deal. Basketball's 365 days a year. I know it's also football season, but it's always a good talk- time to talk about hoops also, Randy. There you go. All right, hang tight, Kevin. We've got one more sec- segment with Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to fence brokers, Chris Walker and gang. Drive Time Sports will return in just one moment. Join. 
Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And, Kevin, let me read just a few of these so I don't get so far behind. Uh, Feral Hog says, from our Asher Record Service Company live feedback, Bobby Petrino is in the box as an OC. He hasn't been on the sideline for any of A&M's games. In the box or on the field is not the issue with Dan Enos. I'll say this much. This is only, only my opinion. I think that sideline is too big for Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino in a game. I just don't think that is a working combination. I think it's the best thing. Bobby's up in the box. That way, Fisher has his space. Bobby has his space. Uh, that's just my opinion, why he's up in the box and not on the sideline. Uh, Colton says, please give me one good reason why most of our good players won't transfer out after the season. Tesla already posting his dissatisfaction. Same for a few other receivers. I don't know about that, but... Uh, Kevin, I mean, it's it's the year of the uh, the generation now, almost, of the NIL. Combine that with uh, the transfer portal, and you're going to have turnover. I mean, it's just a fact of life. And uh, players come, players go now. And that's why you have to be on top of the transfer portal. That's why you have to be on top of your roster. And... I don't know what you can say to these players, what you can do to these players. Once they make up their mind, they're probably gone. So, yes, there will be turnover. Yeah, guys, I, you know, I listen a lot to the football commentary, and I, you know, I'm obviously forming my own opinions. And, you know, I think the defense has been pretty good this season. I think it's been pretty good. I think the offense, it's more than just a lack of blocking. The, the timing on everything, all of their play action, all of every, all the timing is way off, and teams are teeing off on them, and then you teeing up on them, and then you don't have a, a deep, you don't have an over the top threat to even keep the deep, you know, to stretch it a little bit. Uh, you've got some good receivers, don't get me wrong, but you really don't have an over the top game, and that's part of what made KJ so good the last couple of years at times was being able to throw deep, um, <clears throat> but the, but their rhythm and timing is way off, and then you throw in the penalties. Uh, but but you see why guys are false starting. I think it's because even when they don't false start, guys aren't moving in sync it, it, and they're slow. Every little play action is slow, um, and and the rhythm timing. I mean, there was a third and th- I think it was a third and three. Arkansas was inside its twenty. I think it might have been the fourth quarter, and they needed a first down. They needed to pick up that first down and keep and give themselves a chance. And they had a they, they called a quarterback with keep. For KJ out of the shotgun, and he and they had him running east and west. That, he's not fast like that. You, you, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that they try to do with him on on design quarterback keepers are, are probably better where he's not trying to go east and west before he gets upfield. And they didn't get the first down. I think they were a yard or half yard short. But that was just one example of not playing to the strengths of your of your players, in my opinion. And on top of that, everything just looks out of sync to me beyond this the struggles with the offensive line blocking and holding blocks and uh, you know, pass pro 
obviously the run game has just been almost non-existent, you know, save for a few plays here and there. No explosive plays for sure. Let's talk with Chris. Chris, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Yeah, glad to join you guys. Today. Thank you. Um, I, I was going to tell Hoop Scoop that I really enjoy his segment, and uh, I really have enjoyed his uh, takes and opinions on the football team, and was wondering if he would ever be interested in the head coaching job if he <laughs> if it ever became available. <laughs> Yeah, take a pay cut. Ready. I usually have my resume ready to fly up to Fayetteville. Sit up there, third, midway third, early fourth quarter. Just I like got everybody you. else. Yeah, take a pay. He take a pay cut. He's hoop scoop. Well, he can't afford to I, take that pay cut. <laughs> I do have a basketball question, hoop scoop. I was wondering, yes, sir, uh, what is going to be the difference this with this year's basketball team getting off to? Not a two and four start or, hmm. or, or a slow start. I, I know we want to get hot in February and March, but why can't we get hot in the end of December and January? And I'll take your answer off the air. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I think Arkansas's got a chance to start better this time because they get they do have a lot of veteran guys, and they've always had. It seems like they've always started SEC play with one or two guys hurt. Last year it was two guys that were out. The, three years ago, the elite, the first Elite Eight team that won 11 straight SEC games, then won a 12th game in the opener in the SEC tournament, so 12 in a row, that team started 2-4. and four. Remember, Justin Smith was out a few games. They started 2-4. and four. In Musselman's first year, they started 3-1, and one, then Isaiah Joe got hurt, so it always seems like somewhere in the league play they're dealing with injuries. If Arkansas can stay healthy, this is his best team, in my opinion, when I look at depth at every position, 1-5, through five, when I look at talent, when I look at experience, at experience, and then there's a diversity of skill sets. You don't have a one-dimensional team, much like you had last year when two of your top offensive players missed most of the season, and you became strictly a downhill team and not a very good free-throw shooting team when you got yourself to the line on all those drives. So this team, I think, is going to be better at the line. It's definitely going to be better from three. I don't know how it couldn't be, uh, but I do. I think because of those things, the depth positionally, the experience collectively, and guys, there being more versatility in each position, including shooting and spacing the floor. I think Arkansas sets up its best, if it is healthy, its best chance to start league play strong and maybe contend for an SEC title for, for the first time in a long time. As good as they've been in the postseason, they really haven't been in contention for, for a league title. That year I just mentioned three years ago where they won 11 in a row, and then uh, to finish out league play, they still finished a game and a half behind Alabama. And Bama jumped out strong to start league play, and Arkansas was always playing catch-up when it came out 2-4. and four. So I think Arkansas's got a chance to position itself for a better start, and I've been saying and writing this, Arkansas should be in the conversation top two or three teams going into this thing this year as a potential team to be your preseason pick to win to win the league. I don't, I don't know that the SEC and when media days comes up, they're going to vote them that way. But I expect them to be in that top three or four. But I think they've got a good case coming into it to say this might be the best team in the league this year and maybe a preseason pick for some to win it. All right, Kevin, this is from our Asher Record Service Company, Live Fan Feedback. Underdog says, uh, Kevin, what's your thoughts on Jalen Graham? Can he play defense this year because we know he can score? Yeah, I mean, it, that's a work in progress. You know, I saw some things in the red-white game 
uh, on that end from everybody that I was just like, wow, you know, but but Musman's not gonna, you know, he may he may hide it a little bit in the post game press conference just because they've been so bad shooting from three in transition that there's some positives there to talk about. But yeah, I mean, Jalen Graham's been focused, more focused in practice. He's taken the the two sides of the ball aspect of what Musman expects more seriously. But I think he still has limitations. Some of his instincts. He's also he he. You know, he's not sometimes very physical when you're talking about him playing the five, which is mostly what he's going to play, backing up Mackay Mitchell. So, you know, there are some things that strength-wise and just his his natural, you know, he doesn't like to really play back to the basket and get physical. Everything he does is a quick finesse move, and he's got good ups. He's explosive, but he's not a banger or a pounder guy. So when he faces those kind of guys in the SEC, sometimes he, he he's in. And then he's out because he has a hard time dealing with it. And then there's other things, help defense, rotation stuff. He didn't play, pay close attention to all that. Transition defense last year, he stunk sometimes in that. Didn't look like he cared to get back. So, I mean, if, if he's fixing some of those little things and helps him stay on the floor, how good can he be defensively? I don't know. But he is mostly an offensive kind of guy. 15 feet in, working left to right, using that pivot, drop step, and spin moves. I like him. I just hope he can play some D to stay on the floor. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you on later this week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net, and thanks to Fence Brokers.